Hello, and welcome to Here For You, a daily podcast to help you get through the global pandemic without going completely bananas. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrir, and today is Tuesday, April 7th. And as you know, we're here for you to offer you comfort and support during this scary and uncertain time. And we also really want to hear from you. You can email us at kateanddory at gmail.com or call us at 781-591-0390. Let us know how you're feeling, what you're up to, if you have questions for us, stuff you want us to cover, ideas for distractions. We want to hear it all. And we just want to give you guys a heads up that we have a giveaway right now on our Instagram with Libro.fm, which is a very cool site that lets you buy audiobooks from your favorite independent booksellers. And we'll be giving away three three-month subscriptions to the site. Um, and if you want to just subscribe, you can use code forever35 or just go to libro.fm slash redeem slash forever35 and get three audiobooks for the price of one when you sign up for a monthly subscription. And we are also going to be doing a special episode on pregnancy and COVID-19. If you're pregnant or a healthcare provider for pregnant people or a partner to a pregnant person, or if you in any way have a connection to pregnancy right now, we want to hear from you. Yeah, we do. Um, so, Kate, mm-hmm. her, how how I'm are you doing? S- I'm slurping coffee. Dory, I am bananas today. Oh. I like that we're making a podcast to help people not go bananas, but yeah. I'm I'm fucking bananas today. I really am. I'm kind of losing. So sorry. It. It's okay. It's fine. I'm gonna recover, and it's day to day. But like, this is really hard. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It's hard. I am coming to it in like from again, you know, like my husband and I are in a really great position to be in a pandemic right now. Like we're both working. We have a home. We have food. We're all healthy. And like even in the best case scenario, it feels really freaking hard. So like, uh, you know, I'm in I'm in the the tier of the easiest situation here and I'm struggling so any anybody else like I'm just my I'm I'm frustrated for myself and also how hard I can only imagine and sympathize that this must be for many many other people so anyway Dory that's where I'm at I'm just trying to get through I'm trying to navigate Google Classroom with my kids today and help them do their schoolwork we'll also do my work we'll also balance my husband's needs of like having to work and it's just kind of wild I read a really great piece on medium that I'm going to link to called parents are not okay and it kind of echoes my experience which is like I'm feeling crazy not crazy I don't like using that word but I'm feeling I'm really struggling and I'm in the one of the best case scenarios so it, it it just highlights like the Un- the unfairness of our system and the way this is playing out for so many people. So anyway, hi, good morning. Hi. Yeah, it feels Ooh. it feels untenable. And from what you're saying, it sounds like you're kind of the linchpin of everything going on in your family. Like you're having to sort of manage everyone's situations, which is really hard. It's really, you know, I like we started with some school stuff this morning and I actually did take some time to exercise, which was nice. And then I came in and my husband was doing all the Google classroom stuff. And then I relieved him. It's a little tricky because his work requires him to be in like a zoom all day. Yeah. So um, my work does not require that. So I am kind of hovering with my kids, but you know, there's a lot of, do you want to zoom all day, Kate? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) 
yes yes Great. i do i want to okay. zoom all day <laughs> I, I, you know, it, you're right. It does require, it does require that. And, you know, there are some days where I really feel like we've got it. And again, I'm like grateful for, for, I'm grateful for the position that we're in. Like, you know, like we, we haven't suffered a a massive financial loss yet a little bit, but not a big one. And like, I, you know, I'm, I'm I, I have so much gratitude and thanks for like that we're doing okay. But also I feel like I'm struggling. And so I'm a little bit like, you can, I I mean, yeah, you can be grateful for all that and still be like, I'm struggling. This is really hard. It is really hard. You're in uncharted territory. Yeah. And there's a lot of grief that's kind of running through me right now. I'm just feeling so sad about everything. And I have, you know, more and more every day, more people I know are being actually impacted by the actual illness, either having it or having a loved one who has it. And so there's... It's just a it's just a hard time. And I realize like we made this podcast to provide comfort, but like I need to like listen to this podcast today is where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I also think part of providing comfort is sh- being honest and sharing what you're going through because I think it's relatable for so many people. Well, thanks, Dory. And thank you for your flexibility today when I was like, I'm having a panic attack. Like I really, I was starting to really feel the, panic rise in my chest and start to like feel it come on and had to do some deep deep breathing work but I'm I mean you can probably tell the rate I'm talking it's like so I'm gonna take a deep breath and ask you how you're doing today I am fine um I'm fine um you know I don't have to manage two elementary school age children's remote classrooms you know I I have a baby um but I I think that having two kids in grade school is is really 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 tough so I totally understand I mean I don't totally understand but I I empathize with you Kate um thank you thank you so much so I feel like everything I'm going to say is going to sound much more superficial but this is where this is where I'm at today which is um our house is getting more organized, which is if people are longtime listeners of Forever 35, you know that this has been an ongoing struggle in our lives. Um, but can I, can I chime in and also say you also just moved like a month and a half ago. So like not only are you organizing your house, you're like still moving in. Yes. Well, it was like two months ago now. Yeah, but like sometimes it takes a year to unpack after a move. That's true. That's true. Um, and for two people who are just not naturally organized, it was sort of like, Ugh. and we had, we had actually, we were going to hire an organizer. Um, and we had been talking to a few different people and then COVID-19 happened and it was like, well, we're not going to have people come in our house. And I mean, they didn't, they, they aren't going to people's houses either. Um, so we were just like, all right, well, guess we'll do it ourselves. Um, but there've been like, we've been implementing a few small changes that have been really helpful. Like we put up a small whiteboard where we're writing down like a running grocery and to-do list, which has been helpful. Um, Matt goes to the grocery store once a week. Um, he goes on Monday mornings and he's, especially in the last couple of weeks, he's generally had good luck finding most of the things he needs, um, which is not he needs that we need. Um, And yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really worry about food for the two of us. It's more 
kind of being strategic about planning food for Henry because I can't just like get him takeout. Um, if like you can't can't have sushi. Yeah, you know, like I feel like if if Matt and I are running low on food, we can always get takeout. Um, but for Henry, that's not really an option. So you know, just having access to food for him is something that's kind of always top of mind for me. So fortunately, Matt went to the grocery store and I'm going to be able to make a few batches of things for him today, like turkey burgers and sweet potato and beef stew, and we can freeze them. Um, So I'm feeling good about that. Can you, you posted a photo of what he ate recently and it looked so good. I would have eaten the entire plate. It was like a beef stew some blackberries, a mashed potato, sweet potato, like cake. Oh, yes. Um, (laughs) I wanted all of it. Well, first, I have to give a shout out to the America's Test Kitchen baby and toddler cookbook, which is basically my Bible. It's such a good cookbook. It takes you from like six months, like when they start solids all the way through like four and five-year-olds like they have a whole chapter on foods that your kids can like meals that your kids can help you make which is so cool um and so they have this recipe for beef stew that I was like I bet Henry would like this so I made that and then I got a recipe for sweet potato quote-unquote cookies um from this website called my kids lick the bowl I'll link to these in the um I love in that the name. show notes. Yeah. Um, and it's these little like sweet potato and oat uh, cookies, essentially. She makes them into balls. We made them sort of into bars. Um, he really likes those. And then we have just like a big bag of frozen broccoli. And we'll just take a couple of pieces of broccoli, microwave them and cut them up. And he likes that. And I always try to give him some fresh fruit just to you know, keep the, keep the scurvy away. Can I ask you a question? Do do you find that like cooking, like preparing these meals and kind of stockpiling has helped, has been like a calming practice for you during this time? Um, yeah. I mean, just because it, like, it does give me some control over his food situation. And that is, like I said, like, that's kind of always top of mind for me. Like, what will Henry be eating? Does he have enough food? I'm kind of always checking our freezer stock, like counting the jars we have, like making sure that, okay, well, he has enough for lunch and dinner for, you know, the next three days or whatever it is. Um, And just sort of staying on top of that. Because in the past, when he was running low, I would just like run out to the store and buy stuff. And now that's not really an option. So just having to kind of plan a little more long-term has been a shift, but it's, yeah, I think it has helped me feel like I I have something that's like within my control. I love that. I think that's so cool. And also like, I want to make these recipes for myself. I mean, I will send you the recipe. <laughs> Give me that beef stew. Beef yeah. stew seems so cozy right now. I might need to I make know. it. I know. It's really cozy. And, you know, I don't even eat meat anymore. And I was like, ooh, this smells good. <laughs> so there you go. That's an endorsement if I ever did hear one. That is a true endorsement. Um, so, yeah. So, so, so that's kind of kind of where we are today. It's raining here in LA. I took my dog out for a walk. I put his raincoat on. All right. Should we hear from some listeners? Yes, please. 
Okay, let's do it. Um, our first missive is a voice memo from a listener. So here we go. Hi, Kat and Dodo. This is Sarah. I'm calling from Florida. Uh, first, I want to say thank you so much for this podcast. I think it's giving us all a lot of camaraderie in a hard time in a lonely new world. Um, but I have a question. My closest friend is going through a hard time right now. She is having financial stress, can't visit a family member in hospice, and struggling to adapt to live at home all the time. Um, so I want to leave a care package at her doorstep as something small to brighten her day. Um, so what would you put in a care package? And also, what would you want to receive? Um, of course, I have some ideas, but I just want to make it something special, um, maybe to put a little light into the world. Um, thank you so much. I love you guys. Can't wait for more. Bye. Oh. What a lovely sentiment. Yeah, that that you sound like a great friend. I would say first a handwritten card. Yes. Yes. I was going to say that too. You know, I I honestly I will be honest as someone who was very fortunate to receive little care packages from friends when I was taking care of my mom when my mom had cancer um and was in hospice and that sort of stuff. It honestly doesn't matter what's in it. It is truly mm. like I think you could send like a lovely little candle or you, you know, you know, an eye mat. I mean, there's like lots of fun self-carry things you could include a great book, a a comforting read, but it's the gesture and like the sensation of having something to open that isn't Mm. about the grief that you're experiencing that I think will provide any, it will provide comfort no matter what is in it. That's my two cents. That's, that's such a, Great perspective. I mean, thank you, Kate. I also like a hand cream now, so I'd say <laughs> throw a hand. We're washing our hands a ton. A hand That's cream true. seems a very appropriate. Cream. Yes, maybe some like cozy socks. Mm, yep, yep, yep. You know, because we're we're staying at home so much. I don't know how easy it is for this listener to go out and shop for the friend, but I will say that Costco has some great cozy socks. Ooh, I know. Oh, that's a good idea. Maybe you could offer to go grocery shopping for her or something. That's a great idea. I love that idea. Even just some nice, you know, what one of my best friends did recently, she sent, she was trying to support a small business in her community. And so she sent a bunch of our friends from college, um, coffee beans from this small coffee shop in her town. Oh, which that's I thought so was cool. like, which was so great. Like, I love coffee. So I was like, oh, my God, yes. But also she was able to give them, you know, to find a way to support this small business and also give me the thing that I need the most every day right now. So <laughs> I loved I thought that was really if there that's are ways genius, there are ways to do this care package that also helps support smaller businesses in, in your community. I think that could be a really special way to do it, too. That's that's so smart. That's such a good idea. I mean, it was not me. It was all my best friend. I know, but your best friend is very smart. She's so smart. Hi, Lise, if you're listening. Should I read this um, email, Dory? Yes, please. Okay, this is from Dan. How do I manage anxiety and guilt about work? I'm currently working from home and have been sheltering in place for about three weeks, but almost every minute of every day, I'm anxious and feel guilty because I feel like I'm a burden to our team who are still physically going to the office and working. We've been understaffed for months, and since I'm communicating with my colleagues at the office on a daily basis, I get a very good idea of the extra hard work they're doing, especially since I'm not 
there to lighten the load. Some of our team members are working from home, but some cannot because some tasks can only be done at the office. Unfortunately, my work requires me to be at the office because our equipment is there. And now that I'm working from home, other people have to pick up the slack. I feel guilty for this because I feel I've added a burden to others, but also for a little bit of context, I also made the choice to work from home because I have respiratory problems and I live with my father who is elderly and has pre-existing conditions. I want to protect him and myself as much as I can. My other family members have passed away in previous years and my only other sibling also has respiratory problems and is also taking care of his family, including a newborn, as they shelter in place on their own. My boss was understanding and my colleagues are too, but I am also aware of some who have been expressing how tiring some days can be. I do not blame them at all. And I feel guilty about that because I know they're doing more work because I'm not there. I try to work as much as I can from home and I'm glued to our work chat room from morning until night, usually about 11 hours a day in case anyone needs anything I can help with. And also so I won't miss anything that I have to work on. Also, part of my anxiety comes from the thought that most likely this quarantine will be extended, and since I'm not at work, others will continue to bear the load. How do I deal with this? My friends have said that I did make a sensible choice given me and my father's health condition, and at the end of the day, family should be a person's priority. Please tell me how I can let go of the anxiety and the guilt. Any tips you have to reframe the narrative? Mm. Oh, boy. You are... I think you are, oh man, I want to say you are putting yourself through a lot of, like you're, you're making, how do I say this in the kindest way possible? You are doing enough and you're doing the best you can. Yeah. And I know as a person who struggles with chronic anxiety, like, and and guilt, part of it is like putting yourself through the guilt spiral. And that Mm -hmm. isn't, that is that is a workload too. And so I think if you can put that aside for now um, and be gentle with yourself, um, it will allow you to, to be able to to focus on your family and your work. Yeah. I mean, you have nothing to feel guilty about. No. Truly. I also think, I don't know if this is an option for you, but I, I think there is some kind of medical leave happening right now someone who knows better than I can weigh in on this I don't I I don't know if it's FMLA or if it's something else but I have heard of people taking time off maybe it is FMLA um, which is not paid but maybe there's a way for you to take some time off work but I don't know if that would just make you feel more guilty so maybe that's not a great idea I also wonder if there's something like a gesture that you could do, like, could you um, buy lunch for everybody? I mean, is there something that you can do now that might help you feel better about your the fact that you're not there? I mean, honestly, I'm going to say, I, as if I were your coworker, I would want you sheltering in place. You, yeah. you have a respiratory issue. You're, you're doing the right thing for your health and your family and your father, like, You've made the choice that I think you should be making. I think your friends are right. And I think you are doing the best you can in this situation. And it sounds like you are really committed to trying to make working from home work as much as possible. Like being on a work chat for 11 hours a day, that's really, that's a ton of work. That's that intense. That is so much. Yeah. That is so much. You are doing the best you can. Really. and yes. And... I, you know, we don't know what your work is, so it's hard to kind of offer further thought. But I think, you know, 
um, it's a lot easier said than done to be like, let go of the guilt and anxiety. It's hard work, but I think just know that it is, you've made the choice that you should be making right now. And if things change, you can reevaluate. And I, I would love for you to be able to get even just like 10 minutes to yourself a day. It sounds like you have no time to yourself um, to just maybe, I don't know, meditate or do a very quick yoga routine or sit and read, just do something. But it sounds like between caring for your family and your work that you're kind of very stretched on both ends. So I'd love for you to be able to, to take some time. Yeah, we're thinking of you. Yeah. You sound like a great coworker. So, yeah. Know that. All right. This last email is from Isla, who writes I'm writing because, excuse me, I, like the listener who called in a few days ago, have been having a bit of an aversion to FaceTime calls, Zoom chats, and e hangouts. I've had four of these with different groups of friends this week alone. I love my friends and miss them terribly, but I'm finding all the e hangouts to be a bit draining and a bit awkward haven't been able to find a way to politely decline. So I've come up with a way to keep in touch with my friends that feels less confrontational. Staring at each other through FaceTime for an hour is a lot and a bit more gentle, which feels better for me and hopefully for them too, if they're feeling similarly. I'm a big fan of snail mail. So decided to send a little card to each of my friends by mail. With the card, I included a little homemade gratitude notebook, a recipe that I tried recently and loved, a little piece of incense paper to make their home smell nice, and a podcast recommendation here for you, of course. I figure that getting mail that's not a bill or junk mail will be sure to brighten their day and bring some joy, but will also allow them to respond on their terms and only if they feel like it. I've heard back from a few friends whose cards have arrived in the mail, and all three told me how much it brightened their day, so I wanted to share. Lots of love from Canada, and thanks again for starting this podcast so I can hear your lovely voices every day. What a great care package suggestion. Yeah. I love this so much. Me too. I was as I was listening, I was like, I want I want all those things. I know. I know. know. Recipe that I tried recently and love. That's so delightful. Yeah, and it feels so personalized. Yeah. This is a great idea. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Isla. Thank you. Lots of love from Canada. Love back to you, Canada. (laughs) All right. Um, so the word of the day is control. And I chose this word because I was just thinking of like accepting things that are out of your control is something hard for me, Dory. (laughs) It's hard for all of us. I know it's really hard. Um, But, you know, I think I've had to accept things that are out of my control, like strangers who aren't social distancing or, you know what I mean? Like, like just things that I cannot control. I cannot control so many things. Um, And so the little things that I can control are things that I'm going to take solace in, like preparing my son's food. That's, I think that's really actually very wise. You're right. There are certain things we can control right now and many things we cannot. So yeah. (sighs) Okay. I feel good about this one for me to focus on today. Thank you. Not to make it all about me, but I am um, feeling very self-absorbed today. It's 50% about you and 50% about me. Well, we I love, host this podcast. That's fair. That's fair. And then a hundred percent about whoever's listening, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. You make it about yourself, listener. Yeah, that's that's how we're going to get through this, and we'll make it about um, ourselves. 
<laughs> Dory, I love the activity for the day. Oh, thanks. Do you want to talk about I l- it? Yeah. So our suggested activity for the day is to free write for 10 minutes. Now, look, Dory and I are both writers, but you need not be a writer to do this. All you need is a, a pencil, pen, and paper, and just let yourself write. Set a timer on your phone or your stove or whatever you've got, and just write. And just write. It doesn't, it can be a grocery list. Like mm-hmm. it can be anything. Just write whatever comes to your mind. No one is going to see this. This is just to kind of get your mind flowing. It's med- It's meditative too. It, it helps. It is it meditative. Helps your- you kind of relax and just get in a zone. So I, yeah. I love this idea. I'm planning on doing this later today. I'm very excited. Oh, good. Yay. Oh, I'm so glad. All right, listeners. Thank you so much. Um, we're here for you. And mm-hmm. we will talk to you tomorrow. Have a, have a good day. Bye. <laughs>